What's going on, everyone? Happy first day of spring training where pictures and textures report. I'm super excited about that. This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his living room is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. What is going on? Thank you so much for joining us. We have a great episode for you guys. We're talking a little bit of some Lakers discussion. We're also talking about if the Raiders are a bad organization or not. So that's a very interesting conversation. You guys are going to want to stay tuned for that. But before we get into this episode, if you wouldn't mind subscribing to the podcast, it'd be much appreciated. And go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Drew Code Sports Talk. So with that being said, let's get into the show. All right, Cody, what is going on, man? How are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing real good. This uh, weather has been really nice out here, and so been a chance to enjoy puppy training. How about you? You got to throw that in there that the weather's good and where half of the country is shut down and can't go anywhere. California's yeah, fine. Real guys. good job there, Cody. <laughs> California's um, fine, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those earthquakes and fires aren't so bad after all, are they? (laughs) Um, I'm doing good, man. This is terrible. People can just shut us off right now. Anyway, Um, he's been like, screw you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I actually know some people who are trapped, so that hits hits close to home. Uh, No, I I know that uh, everyone's just basically stuck at home, and I hope everyone... Uh, who is stuck in the snow? I hope everyone gets out okay, and, and it's no uh, real, real concerns. So, uh, but I am doing good. Um, puppy training is still going strong. I'm very happy about that. Um, I had one accident. Luckily, it was on a uh, removable rug, so I just had to wash it. So, <laughs> other than that, it, it's been fine. The only um, piece of the only piece of like linen or carpet you have in your house, he had an accident on. No, it was in my bathroom. The, the, yeah, the bathroom rugs. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, luckily I know (laughs) No, we rolled, we rolled that expensive rug. We rolled that up and we're like, we're not going to let that down until we can trust that he can stay inside without pissing. That makes Uh, sense because you've got all hardwood and the one piece of fabric you have on your floor would get hit. That'd be great. So, um, yeah. So, but that's going well. Um, It's, it's getting crazy because my wife, uh, she's going to start a new job actually next week. So um, it's going to be back to me basically with the kids uh and then obviously i'm working two uh two days out of the week so we're just kind of preparing and uh my daughter's birthday is coming up so uh we're getting ready for that as well which we're really excited about so yeah i mean it's it's going well um all is all is good in the uh, right household it means it's everything's going all right yeah that's right all right cody um well, I no time like the present. Let's get into it. We were already kind of talking about it before we started here. Um, and I think it, it, you know, this wasn't our plan to to talk about this, but I was listening to uh, Colin Cowherd, um, The Herd, um, and as I always do every day, basically. Um, and he brought up his first topic was the uh, NFL Clown Club. And what the NFL Clown Club is, is, there are five things to to tell you that this organization is a bad organization and for for years for years now 
But as he was listing these off, I was like, oh, that's the Raiders. Oh, that's the Raiders. Oh, that's the Raiders. That's, oh, yeah, that's the Raiders. <laughs> and so I had sent it to you. I said, Cody, listen to this. Tell me this is not the Raiders. And you listen to it and you're like, holy crap, all five of them are the Raiders. And I go, right? <laughs> so I think this is a good topic because there has been a lot of Raider talk. I, there's been a lot of Raider beefs with the uh, Pat McAfee show, uh, which honestly, it, although I do not uh, do not appreciate Pat McAfee saying basically Raider Nation sucks. Um, so that kind of was a little disappointing in him. But uh, overall, I thought it was kind of funny. Like he was obviously kind of just joking but he also was a little annoyed too. So I think that's why he brought it up. Uh, if you don't know the beef with Raider Nation and with um, Pat McAfee, go look it up on Twitter. It's it's on there. It's funny. It's it, They're quick videos. Um, but within the organization, there's a lot of Derek Carr talk. There's a lot of Marcus Mariota talk. There's a lot of, we had talked about last week where, you know, whose fault is this? Is it John Gruden's? Is it Mike Mayock's? Um, so you and I, we had a pretty good discussion. I thought it went really well. And at the time when we were recording, we weren't sure that it was even going to make the show. And I told you, I was like, man, that was so like authentic. We need to keep that in the show. So it made it longer, but I felt like it was worth it. But Cody, I'm going to go down the list for you and... Well, let's go one by one here, I think. So the NFL Clown Club, Club, the number one thing is a power struggle in the front office. So, Cody, why don't you elaborate on that? Yeah, so some of the things that especially you and I have talked about is we definitely feel like that in the front office amongst John Gruden and Mike Mayock, that there is this big conflict between what they want to do and also there have been some rumblings that we've heard and that have kind of been put out there on, on Twitter as well as that Mike Mayock does not have 100% control of decisions made. And ultimately, John Gruden has literally the owner's ear because Mark Davis, Al Davis' son, the one that inherited the team following his passing, essentially gets gives Gruden anything and everything that he wants. And so that's what makes it very, very difficult is because there's some decisions that there's some decisions that, you know, John Gruden can make that overpower Mike Mayock or like Mike Mayock does, as, does something that, you know, if Gruden doesn't approve to, he nips it right then and there. Yeah. So that's, that's some of the power struggles that we've been hearing and seeing also in terms of like player personnel of like who you're going to keep cut or trade. Um, like for example, like when Mike Mayock made his first big move was to acquire Antonio Brown. You know, you can just tell like Mike Mayock may not have been the biggest fan of Antonio Brown, but yeah. John Gruden absolutely was, you know. And so you can just kind of see there's small little dynamics here and there about how the team is built, decisions on personnel, even maybe even some coaching opinions. Um, you can just tell there there's a rift amongst there. You don't feel like that yeah. that front office and the coaching are in sync. And I'll give the example of like, let's say the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, who are in basically couldn't be any more synchronized amongst the front office and the coaching. That's why the organization is ran so well. That's why they have the personnel that fits personalities, so on and so forth. And I would also say that um, John Gruden is probably the first coach that ever got the GM fired. Like right when he got there, like typically you hear, 
oh, a new owner, he wants his new coach. He wants his, you know, then the new coach wants his quarterback. And so they get a new quarterback, you know, and it's usually owner, GM, GM, coach, coach, quarterback. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it was owner wanted a coach, coach wanted a GM, and apparently GM may want new quarterback and coach. I'm not sure on what he feels like on that one, but it's, it's just kind of like turmoil in the front office. And it's like, okay, well, you know, Mark Davis is the owner, but it seems like John Gruden is owning Mark Davis right now. And it's kind of frustrating. Now I will give Mark Davis this. He has let his coach coach. I will give mm -hmm. him that he has let him have free reign which is good. You don't want an owner meddling in things, but I don't feel like Mike Mayock and John Gruden have exactly been on the same page. And it's a little frustrating too. When we had, like you, you had said before, when we had Reggie McKenzie, he was drafting fine. There was no issue with Reggie McKenzie. We were getting guys there. We got Jordy Nelson there. We had Jared cook there. Uh, we got Khalil Mack. We had Amari Cooper. Michael um, Michael Crabtree liked it. I mean, it, we had a flurry of guys. Um, and one thing that I think is very underrated that Reggie McKenzie did, and I was actually talking this with my wife, because Namdi Asamoah, do you remember him? Mm -hmm. He came in right after Charles Woodson. Namdi Asamoah was one of the best corners when we had him. Then we let him go because um, he signed with the Eagles. Mm -hmm. And he kind of tailed off after that. But like... To, to go from Charles Woodson to Nomni Asamoah, we had to find a replacement. And we had like David Amerson, who had like the best years of his career with us, which was fantastic. I mean, you, you just never saw it coming. And you got to give Reggie McKenzie that because he got David Amerson over to the Raiders. It's not like he was this hot commodity and we just suddenly grabbed him. He was someone that was kind of under, under the radar and we grabbed him and he worked out fantastically. So it's a little frustrating when we had so much success draft wise and free agent wise. And we come into this year, we're supposed to have this draft guru and his first pick was Cleveland Farrell. It's a little frustrating. Um, so, th so the second part of this clown club is, Fired a coach who's better than the one now. Now, I know you agree with this to a T. You believe that Jack Del Rio was better for the Raiders uh, more so than John Gruden. Mm -hmm. um, so why don't you, I mean, give us your analysis on that a little bit. Well, so one of the things that my biggest gripe about John Gruden is there's never been a team that he's had that focuses at all on defense. Um, Cause he's an offensive guy. And there, you know, in, in the NFL, you can tell that offensive coaches don't really care about defenses very much. It's not their strong suit, vice versa with defensive coaches. That's why, like, for example, there's a lot of turmoil in Seattle because Pete Carroll's a defensive coach and he doesn't really pay too much attention to the offense. I mean, granted, they got lucky with Wilson and they have some players that are productive, but Wilson also can't be protected. Why? Because um, Pete Carroll isn't focusing on the offensive line very much as he is on the defensive line, as an example. So in this scenario, I say it's the exact same. If you've noticed since Jack Del Rio has been gone, our defense has gotten worse and worse and worse. And the mm -hmm. reason why is because the coach's focus has been all on offense, but I will even argue that their offense is outdated. Um, John Gruden and Mike McCarthy are reminding me of the same coach because at the time they were offensive innovators. And now it feels like that they are, they're decent, but they're not 
they're not in with today's game on how it how it's now played with how how fast paced it is how spread the offensive is how you have literally a weapon that is versatile amongst like being a receiver or a running back combo or you know thankfully we have a really good tight end but I just feel like Jack Del Rio's team was more in sync and their coaching staff was a lot more on top of like issues. Um, the only thing I will say is I think what d- did in Jack Del Rio was his last year, he did fire the defensive coordinator um, Norton, I think like halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we had a lot of pushback from that, which really kind of made the team implode. And so that was like, I think where he lost the locker room, but I think if Jack Del Rio had an opportunity to, kind of pick things back up I think it would have been okay I don't I just don't think three years of a head coach is enough of a measuring stick to know where you're at can granted you know the year before Del Rio got fired he went to the playoffs they had a 12 and 4 record they had a really bad season but you know a lot of the coaches that have had a lot of longevity that give more opportunities to succeed they're the ones that usually pan out the most the NFL is such a what are you doing for me right now league? It's kind of like, look, you did get us 12 and four, but now we're at six and 10, you got to go. And the new coach hasn't even the best record that they've done so far has been eight and eight, you know? So I'm not even saying that John Gruden is a worse coach, but he's definitely not better than what we did have. And also too, his attention to like what he wants in terms of personnel is not there. Like it was with Jack Del Rio, the 2016 Raiders were probably the best Raiders we've had in the last 10 years. And John Gruden's teams that he's had in 19 and 20 could not beat the team in 2016 on any side of the ball, offense or defense, in my opinion. They were just too strong, and I think they're a better coach. And I think, again, Mm -hmm. that goes, in my opinion, to John Gruden. I think he's just outdated with his his stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, I I like Gruden. I loved him when he was in his early days with the Raiders. But, you know, he's been out of football for over 10 years, and now he comes back and, you know, I think that there's a lot of like a lot of like mm, stigma or, you know, people think that he's really synonymous with football. Like he's this great guru and really like when he's on the coaching, you know, you see him coaching and he's, he's okay. He's, he, yeah. he maybe changes a, a team to be kind of average, but he's not Andy Reed. He's not Bill Belichick. He's not, um, what's another coach that really has done well? Ron Rivera, who like can change a culture <laughs> and like get you to the next level. I don't yeah. see John Gruden doing that. I think his name is what's bringing status to the team. But I think overall, like I don't say I don't think that he's a better coach than Del Rio in the sense of how where the Raiders are at now. Yeah, John I, I, I agree with that. I think I think you with Jack Del Rio. I think you can give a coach. My, my thing was you give a coach at least three years. If they're not progressing, then obviously it's not working. And with John Gruden, it progressed from the first year to the second year, but the second year to the third year stalemated. And that to me is a concern now. And with Jack Del Rio, his, it went up and then his last year it went down. So you can make the argument, yeah, you know, it didn't work out. But overall, Jack Del Rio at least got to the playoffs. And that's that's ultimately, Jack Del Rio is a better coach for the Raiders than what Gruden is because Gruden got rid of all of our defensive players, just went young on everyone, and it's killed us. And now we're struggling on defense, and we don't even have playmaker who could, who could make this you know, you know, when we had Khalil Mack, we could rely on him 
to blitz the quarterback. And we don't have that at all. I mean, Max Crosby's nice, but he's not as good as Khalil Mack. Um, so, Cody, uh, the, the next one was unhealthy arrogance. What would you say the Raiders have unhealthy arrogance in? Well, we'll just point to the example of this season when we were six and three, barely lost to Kansas City on a last minute drive from Patrick Mahomes. And then we ended, we had our record at six and three, and we only won two games out of the final, I think, six that we had or seven or whatever the number was. And we almost lost to the Jets. We lost winnable games to Miami, to the Colts. Um, chargers to, to the chargers um and also too we almost we almost lost one of our final games to the broncos because we couldn't get our heads out of our backside you know figuratively figuratively speaking but yeah you know it just we we get a little success and then we think we're on top of the world and granted like all the analysts were saying the raiders are back this is a good sign because they were anticipating that they would still take care of business and this is exactly what I've kept saying. And especially on the episode that we did where we reviewed the most recent game and we talked about it, my thing was, is this is where I hope that we don't fill ourselves or give ourselves too big of a head. And then now we start thinking that we're all this and we don't respect the teams that we play. Yeah. And sure enough, what was the first game? I think that the next game we played, I believe was literally the Jets game. And or actually, no, it wasn't, it wasn't the Jets game. It was another game. I'm forgetting. Uh, uh, oh, shoot. I'm forgetting. Anyways, mm-hmm. we lost terribly. And, and it was all the things that we thought that we should have done right, such as ball control, running the ball, getting our players into the right positions. And we didn't. And then ever since then, it's like we've been tooting our own horn off of a almost beat the world champions. And we, we didn't do anything. We were in playoff contention. And then we turned it into nothing more than a 500 team at the end of the season. Yeah, um, you're. I mean, you you talk about um, all the arrogance that we had when we were supposed to have Antonio Brown. You know, Antonio Brown was supposed to, you know, bring us uh, possibly to the playoffs, and then the whole ordeal happened, and then we came out and we were on fire. And it's like one of those things where it was like, well, what happened? Like, why did we start losing that fire? That doesn't make a lot of sense. And we're like, well. Maybe we just got burned out. You know, we started off strong, but, you know, some teams, you know, especially without experience, um, kind of got burned out. So, you know, next year. And then this year we had so much hype because we we're like, oh, well, now we have Henry Ruggs, who's better than than Antonio Brown because he's faster. And, you know, he was so good with Alabama, who they never have a good quarterback. Now, all of a sudden they had a, a decent quarterback and, you know, going on and on about this. And we, you and I were saying, we need Judy. We don't need this this speedster we need judy a guy who who can be consistently catching the ball other than darren waller and um it's just unhealthy arrogance it really is it's it's they're they're just going into it saying well we're you know we're so good we're we're a playoff team and yada 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 and the fact of the matter is they haven't proved that they can be a playoff team because the way they end seasons Okay, Cody. So the next uh, um, pillar in this, there's uh, like I said, there's five. So we're on number four here is draft poorly. Now, it's not draft poorly every single pick. It's basically most of your picks aren't hitting. You get a couple here and there, of course, because no one completely fails at a draft. Um, but 
um, there are some that will do well for you. Like my examples were obviously Josh Jacobs. He's been great. Um, you know, Max Crosby, he's been someone that we didn't expect was going to be uh, at the level that he's at right now. Um, but other than that, I mean, like I said, with Mike Mayock, you have Cleland Farrell, who was the fourth overall pick. And he's, I mean, he's been okay at best and he's been injured and it's just, it hasn't been worth it, you know? And, and you could look at it of like, okay, well, let's say, what if he was drafted in the second round? He wasn't worth it in the second round. He was seriously, he should have been like a fourth or fifth round pick. If you look at what he has done, it should have been like that because he hasn't made that huge of an impact. I like him. I was hoping he would be better. Um, you know, I would like to keep him, but I don't like, I don't want to keep him as our starter. I'd like him as a backup. He can, he can uh, be, a, a, I think, a good player, like a rotational player in that position. So, I mean, draft, it hasn't been great. I mean, you look at Henry Ruggs, as much as I think Henry Ruggs will do fine, um, he didn't have a great year this year. Um, I mean, I can't really think of a rookie who, that we drafted this year that did good. I mean, I like Damon Arnett, but again, he was injured a lot. Trayvon Mullen, I would say is, is a pretty good hit. Cause he had a good year this year. I, I haven't been impressed with Jonathan Abram. He's been uh, a nice change in a, in a sense. He's, he's a little harder hitter of, um, than what Carl Joseph was. And, uh, he's better at stopping the run, but <laughs> in covering, she's just such a liability. It's, it's been bad. um, I mean, there's there's other draft picks that I know I'm forgetting right now, but just those are the ones that come to my mind right away, and it's just it's it's a poorly draft for the Raiders. I mean, what say you? I mean, there's nothing more that I can add on what you just said as well. I think what I'd like to see, and this will prove too, if if it's going to be an exact, basically of not drafting, not not being good at drafting, is what do we do now in the upcoming draft that that comes up with obviously a, a very shortened season in college football and obviously the previous year that we had. And now how do these young players develop? Um, you know, what are we going to do with our young uh, cornerbacks? What are we going to do with uh, Abrams? How are we going to get him more of a, uh, uh, developed to where he's not such a uh, coverage liability. You know, what are we going to do in a linebacker sense? Um, what are yeah. we going to do for interior linemen? So I like to see, I think I want to give May, uh, Mayock one more year of him doing what he can with the draft, <laughs> but I also want to see the Raiders develop these players, but you know, what's wrong with the Raiders? Cause it seems like every other team's rookies kind of have a good impact on their team and yeah. the Raiders rookies are usually hit and miss. Like, Damon Arnett had maybe two games where he did well in defending Trayvon Mullen had a, a, a pretty good, he was the one I would say that was the most successful in terms of who he drafted. He's done pretty well, especially this year. I felt like he did a lot better in his coverage. He was a lot better at not getting burnt a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, but I do, I want to see like Farrell, like what are we going to do to develop him to be more of a ferocious pass rusher? You know, we yeah. drafted you fourth overall. I expect to see some fourth overall, production this is not <laughs> yeah. the time to be this is not the time to be like you know bring it on slow if that's the case we should have gotten you date on a day two or day three draft you know yeah. this is it's not something where we're going to spend the fourth overall pick and not see what you can do granted was it a shortened like off-season program yeah but i mean look at all the other defensive players from other teams that had rookies and look how well that they did 
I mean, mm-hmm. you have literally two defensive rookies on the Bucks team that helped them win a Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not like it's not impossible. It just what's your coaching staff situation looking like? What's that leadership looking like? What's that development? So I just yeah. want to see that. But for right now, we have not John Gruden has not drafted well in the last two drafts, and Mike Mayock is kind of 0 for one right now. So it's yeah. just curious to see what they're gonna do in the future. Um, so the last one, and this is actually gonna lead into our into our second question. Our first question was are the Raiders a bag of organization according to Colin Cowherd's uh, NFL uh, clown club and number five was uh, quarterback situation. And this is going to lead into, is Derek Carr going to be a Raider next year? Um, and this is a big one. Quarterback situation has been solid since 2014, but for some reason, since Gruden has been the head coach every single year, there's a question of, are we going to trade Derek Carr? Are we going to trade Derek Carr? When Carr came in, our quarterback situation was Terrell Pryor last year, Matt McGloin, and Matt Schaub, right? No, I'm sorry, Matt Flynn. Then we got Matt Schaub, who was supposed to be our starter. We drafted Carr, and we, we kept McGloin. So Schaub was supposed to be the starter. Carr, in the preseason, not only dazzled and helped us win a few games, but he earned the starting position and has held it ever since. So he in 2015, it was him and McGloin. In 2016, as we argued, was probably his best year. You had Connor Cook and Matt McGloin and Carr was on an MVP year. He gets his leg broken in a game against the Colts. McGloin comes in. He starts another game. He gets hurt. So then in the postseason, in the in the playoffs, we had to start our third stringer, Connor Cook, who literally saw no game. I mean, literally he had, he saw one game during that year and it was, you know, garbage time. I'm sorry. He was a rookie too, by the way. Yes. He was was a rookie. And so then we had EJ Manuel, uh, 2017 and you know, he never saw it. 2018. We had AJ McCarron and, uh, there were some talks that maybe we should see McCarron. Then Mike Glennon, Deshaun Kaiser. And there were talks of, oh, maybe Glennon's going to take over. No, <laughs> you guys wouldn't have seen. You guys wouldn't have wanted to see that. And now we had Mariota this year, and there's still talks of, oh, we need to get, you know, Mariota. He he looked good. Listen, Mariota looked good against the Chargers. There's no question about it. He looked good. But here's the thing, as I've said multiple times already, the Chargers were prepared for Derek Carr, who's not a scrambling quarterback. Marcus Mariota is. So when Mariota came in, the Chargers had no idea how to guard Mariota or what he was going to look like or what the Raiders are going to run with him. So they had the element of surprise. Is Mariota going to do that consistently from game to game? I'm going to venture out and say, not a chance. We've seen Mariota with the Titans who had a much better team than what the Raiders have. They had much better teams with Mariota, and they were an 8-8 eight and eight team. We've already seen this. Mariota is not better than Carr. He's better at running than Carr. So this quarterback situation for me just finishes that the Raiders are a bad organization. Derek Carr is not the problem. Lewis Riddick was tweeting. He was tweeting <laughs> at all Raider fans. 
Your issue is not car. Your issue is defense. You have a defensive issue. Go fix that. And that is the biggest issue that I have with the Raiders organization right now is we're trying to fix these positions that we don't need. We're trying to fix a quarterback position that we don't need to fix. We're trying to fix an offensive line issue that we don't have. We're trying to fix, we're trying to get more and more wide receivers that, to be honest, we don't need right now. We're trying to fix things that we don't need. We need to fix that defense. The defense is what we need to focus on. And it amazes me. It amazes me that we don't do that. This is why, in my opinion, right now, the Raiders, the last couple of years, have been a bad organization because not only do we go 8-8 eight and eight every single year, but we talk about, oh, it's Derek Carr. It's Derek Carr. Why did Derek Carr get into a playoff game, and now all of a sudden he's not getting into a playoff game, so it's his fault? No, look at what changed the coach. Look at what changed the GM, the draft picks. It, it, it blows my mind. Sorry. You know what? When I did the solo episode a few weeks ago, I brought up this subject of talking about, you know, obviously Deshaun Watson's quarterback drama and what Colin Cowherd had suggested that the, that the Texans should have offered the Raiders. But then, then obviously during all that, there's, you know, reports of Derek Carr's, uh, you know, on the trading block. And then yeah. now they're think we're thinking about signing an <laughs> extension. <Yeah. laughs> and so my, my position has been that I don't think I, I, I don't think Derek Carr will be the Raiders starter this upcoming season. That's what I said on that episode. And the reason why is because look at when John Gruden and Derek Carr first, first season together, where there was a lot of miscommunication. You can see on Derek Carr's, face and his expression how frustrated he was which we can both agree was completely out of character for him because when he was with jack del rio and there was a there was a misunderstanding or they both saw something you can see that they had this connection of okay mm -hmm. here's what i'm seeing this is what you're seeing okay yeah nope i got it blah 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 when it was john gruden and Derek carr you actually see Derek carr getting upset getting frustrated and actually at some moments you it looks like he is arguing back against the coach of what mm -hmm. is going on. And yeah. ever since that first year, now up until Gruden's going into his third year with the Raiders, there's every off scene has been, is Derek Carr going to be the starter? Is Derek Carr going to be the starter? Is Derek Carr going to be on the team? Are they going to trade Derek Carr? He's on the trading block again. That's been the whole song and dance for the last three years in terms of since Gruden has been the head coach and has returned to the organization. I think, though, with this whole back and forth of will we trade him? Will we uh, re-sign him? And now are we going to trade for a different quarterback? I would not. So, unfortunately, I would not be surprised if John Gruden flipped Derek Carr to the to the Eagles for Carson Wentz and draft picks. I like I know that there's no rumor of that. I would not be surprised if that happened. That's something yep. John Gruden I see doing, yep. um, you know, and also, too, at the end of the day, um, would John Gruden flip Derek Carr for Darren uh, Deshaun Watson? Yeah, probably. I would not doubt yeah. that that's not been a, a topic of discussion or mm -hmm. name any other quarterback that is on a final year of the contract that now we're just kind of swapping quarterbacks. You know, how is Derek Carr not on the radar to be given away? Colts are looking for a quarterback. Uh, Broncos are looking for a quarterback. San Francisco arguably is looking for a quarterback. Um, 
you know, and I just don't think how the, how the Raiders organization has treated Derek Carr since John Gruden has been back. I don't see where Derek Carr is in their plans long-term. I feel like that this is a polite way of letting him play out his contract before they ultimately let him go. But what Mm -hmm. most teams will do is if if a team is really serious about, you know, building or whatever, they will probably sell Derek Carr for as high as a value he is now, which is probably today where you can probably get a, maybe a second round. You can probably squeeze a second round draft pick out of a team and maybe some other assets for Derek Carr as of right now. But as soon as he steps on the field, that diminishes to something less, uh, something less to like maybe a third, fourth, fifth round pick, unless he makes a run in the playoffs with the Raiders which I don't see happening because I don't see any organization to where that's going to, that's going to happen. I yeah. see that we're just going to be an eight and eight team, a nine and seven team for a while. I don't see us progressing, but as we sit right here, I don't think Derek Carr is going to be the Raiders starting quarterback come week one. I think with the draft, with the off season, all this crap going on right now, I think it's going, it's the first sign of like, of John Gruden getting him out of there and again, now, now Mark Davis has to make a decision. Who are you choosing, Derek Carr or John Gruden? Because yeah. if you keep Derek Carr, you ruin your relationship with John Gruden. If you keep, if you keep John Gruden, you ruin your relationship with Derek Carr. So Derek who, Carr. Who, who's going to be the one that the owner picks? Who is the one that Mayock is going to side with? Because Mayock is okay about Derek Carr, but he's not his biggest fan. He yeah, he doesn't sell him. He's, he's definitely thinking that there is somebody else out there that could do the same job if not a better job and probably cheaper too and there's no argument that he's not right but i would be surprised if Derek carr continues to be the week one quarterback for the raiders in this upcoming season i just think there's too much going on and i think john gruden is doing more to get him out of there than to make Derek carr succeed in my opinion or at least what i've seen the last few years so yeah, you know what? As much as I don't want to, uh, I'd love to see Derek Carr continue to be a Raider. Um, I don't see it happening, and I think you're right. You know, if if John Gruden is truly on the hot seat, then I do see Derek Carr continuing to be a Raider. But if he's not, then I don't see Derek Carr being exactly what you were saying. Of you know, is Mark Davis going to pick Carr or Gruden? And um, my thought is this. I've already said this. If we got Deshaun Watson, it it is an upgrade, but it's not a huge upgrade that everyone thinks it is. Carr, I would say Carr and Watson probably have about the same same arm. Um, I would say Carr is probably a little more accurate, um, but Watson is going to take a few more shots, okay? Um, And that's why his his completion percentage is going to be less and but he's going to have you know a few more big plays but Carr is going to be more conservative he's going to be more you know uh dump it off to the running back if no one's open you know get these short little passes you know death by a thousand cuts thing you know kind of like what Drew Brees made a career out of but uh I won't go there but um you know I I don't think it's that big of an upgrade that everyone thinks it will be. Yes, Deshaun Watson has that ability to run, but that makes him a candidate for getting injured. Carr has had some injuries, but he he mainly plays every time. Watson, when he gets injured, 
Yeah, I mean, the only the only time he actually has missed the start is when he broke his leg against the Colts. Um, and, and when you talk about Watson, Watson has missed games before. He's been injured and out. He was out for a whole year where TJ Yates had to come in and they got into the playoffs and had to play him. So, you know, Watson is, is a nice upgrade, but is he that big of an upgrade? No, it's like going from, um, you know, it's like going from Beats to Bose. I mean, I know that a lot of people like Beats headphones. Um, I would still argue that Bose is better, but is it that much better? I don't think so. I think it's it might be a slight upgrade, but whatever, you know. Now, the one thing that I would be happy you now if we got Carson Wentz, uh, I would be I'd be like, what are we doing? This is yeah. terrible. <laughs> like, just yeah. like I don't know what we're doing keeping Nate Peterman on the squad. I don't get it. We send you another one year ago. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't get it. You hate. You hate. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield, and I can't stand Nate Peterman. You I have no idea why this dude has a contract. I don't know what John Gruden's fascination well, with this dude is. Gruden, Gruden likes interceptions, so. <laughs> dude, I mean, this guy, like, I don't. They must have some sort of relationship. They have some sort it's of kind of going on. There's no way that a guy that has more interceptions than completions is on a team and gets two two contract uh re-signed to him and Colin Kaepernick can't even get a job. What is wrong with us? Yeah. I, I mean, know. I'm not saying for the Raiders to go well, get him. I'm just making the point. Look how bad of a quarterback <laughs> Peterman is and look at the kind of player that Colin uh uh Kaepernick is and one of them has a job and it's not Colin Kaepernick and he yeah. has the better resume. It's just mind well, blowing I'll give you one I'll give you one reason why Kaepernick's not signing Peterman is but we're, we're I'm not going to go over there right now. Yeah. Um but um you know the one quarterback that I would be okay with getting rid of Carr would be to get Russell Wilson. Now, do I think that is an actual story that Russell Wilson is going to be gone from from the Seahawks? I mean, he was threatening it last year. It, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Do I think the Raiders could do it? Yes, I think they could. I think they have. They could give you Carr, and you would have to give up Waller, I think, in that point to get a Russell Wilson. Now, would it be worth it? I, I think Russell Wilson has proven that he can work with really any tight end. So, us losing Darren Waller would be a huge loss, but I think Russell Wilson would make it work. Now, Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback. He was in our top three, and I would still put him, uh, I would still at least have him top five, especially after this past year. It was kind of a struggle towards the end, but for the most part, he's, he's, a, he's an elite quarterback. Carr is a good quarterback, in my opinion, okay? So that's two steps. Deshaun Watson, I would say, is a great quarterback. So that's only one step ahead. So do I think Wilson and Carr, that trade, that would that would be great. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't think so. And so I kind of look at it as whether all the all these Raider Nation fans, as they call themselves, which, you know, this could be another debate for another time. But, um, you know, you want to you want to be call the fan but you're not rooting for your team you're just rooting to get rid of a quarterback I, we'll go that's another thing but um you look around where are you going to upgrade mm-hmm. at quarterback where are you upgrading i mean yeah okay deshaun watson but like i said it's not going to be that big of a jump 
I mean, Russell Wilson is really the only thing other than maybe Tom Brady, which I don't mm-hmm. think he's leaving now. No. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, maybe you could anticipate, maybe you can entice him to come over there and get married in Vegas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, th- I would I mean, give him really, ownership. I'm... I would give Aaron Rodgers ownership right now to, <laughs> to sign with the Raiders instead. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But that's I'm a, just saying, like, choice. you have to get these elite quarterbacks, and there's not a lot out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a maybe. I mean, I don't think he's leaving Green Bay. I think it's all talk. Um, and then we talk about Russell Wilson. Again, I think he was just frustrated. I don't think he's really saying, I want out. This is this has got to change and blah, blah, blah. Because I listened to it over and over, and I was like, I don't think he's saying I'm sick of it in Seattle. I think he's saying I'm sick of getting hit. Right, yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. I, 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 But in my opinion, I think the Raiders might go under. I think they might go after someone that's going to be below car, and we're going to see how much it's going to fail. I would love to see my uh, friend uh, Brad, a friend of the podcast, of course, he was like, I would love, I will take Carr on Chicago Bears. I will take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> and I was all, you know what? I would love to see, you know why he would go there? Because Khalil Mack's there. And they were great friends with uh, when they were in Oakland. So, yeah. All right, Cody. Well, let's take a break. And then uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, uh, the Lakers and the Anthony Davis injury. All right, Cody. So, um, some some tough news for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis goes out with an Achilles injury. And, um, I mean, it, it didn't seem like it was going to be too bad. Um, then he plays in a game and kind of re-aggravated it against the Nuggets. Um, and um, the initial thought is he's going to be out pretty much until after the All-Star break, which is going to be like mid-March. Um, so not too long, but Cody, um, is this a concern for you for, for the Lakers or is this just something that maybe it's not that bad, but you think maybe because we didn't have that big of a rest, this is kind of them resting him. I don't think it's them resting him, but I would say anytime you hear an Achilles, um, injury of, even if it's a strain, anything of that nature, I mean, I would be super cautious to not overexert it to where it's a blown out Achilles. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to do that to a player. Yeah. I mean, Katie is the latest example of an Achilles injury that's happened. And thankfully he's come back and almost better than ever, but you know, it's still very rare that any player that has that injury comes back even semi-normal and someone with eighties caliber, I would be as cautious as the, as the Lakers are right now to not overwork him. Yeah, they're going to evaluate in two to three weeks, which I'm okay with. My only concern is just like, you know, injuries with AD. LeBron, thankfully, has been showing a lot of longevity and health. AD is my concern. This is like his third kind of injury. He had like a leg, he had like a leg deal going on. Now it's an Achilles. Um, so there's just kind of some wear and tear. It looks like it's coming down. Would they, should they rest him? Yeah, I would agree with that. But I think this is where my concern a little bit comes in because now, like, I really want to see our role players like Harold. I want to see, um, you know, Kuz- uh, Kuzma really step up. I want to say, I uh, see KCP start hitting, hitting shots like he did at the beginning of the season. So I just really want these guys to kind of pull it through. 
I will yeah. say that we're lucky that we have LeBron because since 80 has been out, our, I think our record is still five and two with him out overall. Um, mm-hmm. You know, AD being out, um, not LeBron. And so LeBron, <laughs> LeBron is still, you know, showing that he can still get a team in a good spot. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not really concerned about where the Lakers stand. I think they're kind of just coasting until they get to the playoffs and then they'll turn it on. But I think they get lackadaisical and they get bored. And that's why sometimes you get close games with Detroit or you get close games with, you know, the Timberwolves who essentially are the worst team in the league. And yet they, they almost put uh, took them to overtime. And some of the games that we've had most recently where LeBron James is playing a lot of minutes was during overtime games against poor teams. So you know, I think yeah. that's really my only concern is just like the Lakers turn it on late in games and, you mm-hmm. know, they just, you know, sometimes you don't think that they're really, you know, 100% there all game. But, hey, they're world defending champions and they're preparing to defend it again, which I, I get. It's, you know, that's just the only thing I, I think of and I get concerned with. And, you know, hopefully we can still, you know, respect every team and not, you know, get too big on ourselves and still play aggressive and stuff. But, I mean, if I'm on a scale of one to 10 on how, um, how, you know, worried I am, I'm probably like at a five right now. I'm not, I'm not on the edge of like panic mode, but I am a little concerned just because there's a couple of frequent injuries that have happened. And I just want to make sure that longevity wise, it doesn't ruin us. So. Yeah, I, um, I'm not super concerned, but it is concerning that it is an Achilles and exactly what you said with Kevin Durant, obviously Clay Thompson had one before, um, you know, uh, Lakers fans are not new to Achilles injuries as we see, as we have seen, uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, hit those two free throws when he, you know, blew out his Achilles. So, I mean, it's, it's nothing new. Um, and, and I think that's what it is a little scary about it. You know, you don't want him to aggravate it. And I, I do feel like not only are they trying to rest him a little bit, um, cause I really do feel like that is kind of a factor, but I also do think it's like, hey, we don't want to um, really affect his play later on. We don't want him to blow an Achilles. So I don't feel like he's necessarily needing to be out for like two to three weeks. But I think they're going to do it because they want to give him a little bit of a rest and give him a little bit of time to let it heal properly and not try and overexert him. So, um, <clears throat> you know. It is scary, though, because Davis has a lot of injuries uh, over his career. Um, so that is something that we do as Laker fans and as as an Anthony Davis fan, um, for that matter, you do have to kind of worry. You know, there has been times where he's gotten injured, he comes back and then he injures something else or he re-injures that uh, the injury that he had before. So, um, you know, that to me is a little worrisome. Um, I do feel like with the Lakers team, they they feel like what they're doing is for the first three quarters, they're trying to stay in it. They're not trying to like overexert themselves. So uh, defense is kind of lackadaisy uh, at times. Um, there's usually like one player who's really feeling it besides LeBron James, of course. There's usually like there was a game where Harrell was doing really well. There was a game where, you know, Dennis Schroeder was doing. Uh, there's a couple of games ago. Um, I don't remember. I think I want to say it was the Thunder, but I think I'm wrong. Uh, where Kuzma was just hitting some threes like crazy. Um, so, I mean, there's always that one player who's like feeling it. So they just keep feeding him. 
And um, I just feel like they're coasting. And then in the fourth quarter, they're like, okay, where are we at? Is this game, can we come back? So then they kind of try a little bit. And then later on in the fourth quarter, it's kind of like, okay, do we want to really push it to win this game or should we just sacrifice this game? And it kind of feels like that. And as a fan, it drives you nuts because you're like, man, we are so much better than this. But I do feel like they are trying to exert some energy. They're not trying to exhaust themselves because we had the shortest offseason out of anyone. Mm-hmm. And typically, uh, the last two teams have like the shortest, you know, uh, have the shortest offseason, but they're still kind of an offseason where we had literally like two months and that was it. Yeah. So um, that is. That is why I think they're just kind of coasting through these games. There's been a lot of overtime games, which actually does kind of concern me a little bit because I'm like, all right, you're in the overtime. Like, I don't know if you should really push it for overtime. Like, but, you know, the competitive, these guys are competitive. So when the game is close, they want to win it no matter what. And I, I understand that. So, um, you know, Lakers, I think, are going to be fine without Anthony Davis. You're really going to see. Montrez Harrell step up. I think you're going to see more, more Marcus Saul. Um, you know, Kuzma, I've actually been pretty impressed with him. He doesn't see a lot of minutes, but when he is on there, he's pretty productive. Um, Alex Caruso had a really good night last night. Granted, it was against the Timberwolves with no mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell, but it was it was quite impressive nonetheless. Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder has actually been really, really good for us. Um, I think he's been really underrated this year. Um, so I, I just, I, I feel like you're going to see more guys step up. So actually the team might look better, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's necessarily that they are better without Anthony Davis. I think it's more of they're trying to show, Hey, I can do this if Anthony Davis doesn't play in the playoffs or whatever. Right. Um, and so I think that's what it is. So, um, are they better without Anthony Davis? I think it's a stupid question, um, but I have seen that floated around there. Um, I know, um, I know Colin Cowherd was actually saying um, that, you know, as long as you have LeBron James, you're fine. Yes, they're better with Anthony Davis, but are they that much better? Yes, they are. They're absolutely that yeah, much better. Clear, I think, but the difference is, is these guys are stepping up when Anthony Davis is on there. They don't necessarily have to step up as much, and I think that's what the difference is. Yeah, and then plus two, just to counter even that even question, it's not the fact of like how much better are they with him. It's just like, you know, in my opinion, they're not a championship team with him, and I think that's the most or without him, that's the most important part. You know, is AD is that potent of an offensive player i mean look at last season where he took a brunt of the scoring off of lebron so that way he yeah. was more of a facilitator you know granted <clears throat> now lebron is going more into being the main scorer and ad is kind of that person that they get into the post so it's a little different but still though it's night and day it's not like you can just plug in harold over ad and think it's going to run the same way it absolutely will not ad is just <laughs> too good of a player in all around like ad being nearly seven foot has handles can shoot from three he can drive he can penetrate he can post up you know don't tell me that mantra harold is that talented on the post or kuzma is that talented like ad that is just not the case and so yeah Mm -hmm. like that's why i kind of threw in yeah the lakers are five and seven with ad not playing but are they a championship team without him? Absolutely not. I bear, I think that they're a five, not a 500 team. I think they're 
like a fifth seed or a sixth seed with LeBron. I don't think they're the number one seed, but AD, in my opinion, is definitely the difference maker when it comes to our team. And that's why, like, I, I mean, I, I get if he needs to rest, and I'm surprised LeBron has it rested more, to be honest. And maybe yeah. that's because he's getting people, he's getting tired of people saying that, you know, MJ is better than him because he played, <laughs> MJ played 82 games for like, you know, 15 straight years or whatever the stat is, and LeBron hasn't or whatever that is. But, you know, I think as long as, and again, this is stresses, I think, the importance of AD that the fact of, we are being a little cautious with him so that way we don't overexert him and he's ready and available when it's needed the most. Cause right now games in February aren't going to mean nothing come games in April and May and June when they matter the most. And so why, why get yourself injured where you can't be available for those games now when you can rest and get healthy and then be prepared for the late stretch and, and those runs that you need to, especially with short and rest, like you mentioned. Yeah. Well, um, I don't think I can add anything else to that. I think you've you've summed it up, and uh, I think we we got all what we needed to get, man. All right, so, let's bring it home. How, how are you feeling about it? How are you feeling about today's podcast? If I had to give it like a, a, a grade, I would say it's like a B, B minus. I'm just kidding. I think it was. I wow, it was that good. really that was wow. <laughs> We're gonna re-record now. <laughs> Take two, y'all. Yeah, take two. Yeah, I don't think my wife would like that very much. Um, You know, I did want to have a a quick shout out. I know it's fangirling, but I was really excited because, okay, so spring training uh, started today. Uh, Obviously, uh, pictures and catchers were reporting today. And uh, Caleb uh, Berger, uh, he's a relief picture that we actually just acquired uh, mid-season last year um, to the Giants. he tweeted out, um, Oh shoot. Where did it go? I had the conversation and now of course it's not coming in anyway. He basically was just saying, you know, Hey, it's spring trainings here. Super excited. And I sent him an emoji, the rock on emoji. And he liked it. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) And my wife was like, what, what happened? And I was like, Oh, you know, Caleb, Caleb Berger, he, um, he liked my uh, he liked my tweet that I sent him, and she was like, "Oh my god!" I thought like you know Garrett Carr got traded or something, and I was like, "No, no, no!" <laughs> and so she was like, "Oh, okay, so it's nothing important." I was like, "Well, it's important to me." Like, <laughs> that's kind of like when I sent you a screenshot of um, Ryan Hollins when he I think he voted or he just saw our story on Instagram. Yeah, a screenshot yeah. of Highland is like, "Oh my gosh, dude, Ryan Hollins, he's on ESPN." Oh my god. Yeah. It's cool. like nothing yep. now, but it was, it was <laughs> any, I was saying this too, cause you brought it up um, earlier today and I was like, yeah, anybody with a blue check mark that checks out our stuff, I get super like, Oh my God, they're looking at yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're listening. <laughs> they're probably not. Uh, anyway. So a uh, big shout out to uh, San Francisco giants relief picture, Caleb Barry. We appreciate, I appreciate the like, even though you probably have no idea who I am. Probably have no idea that I have a podcast. I still appreciate it, man. Huge Giants fan. So I'll probably have a few more uh, blogs about him on the blog, on the old <laughs> blog. Um, anyway, uh, Cody, good job by you, man. You did a, you did a great job. Um, folks, go check out our social media site. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, please like, 
and comments on any posts that we have. We want to hear from you guys. Please send us a DM if you want. I mean, anything we want to hear from you guys. We want to interact. Um, and also on YouTube, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we always post videos out. Um, and actually the one where we were talking about John Gruden and Mike Mayock, uh, a couple of people commented, we appreciate you guys, uh, commenting whether you agree with us or not, we appreciate it. I mean, it's sports shows are not about being everyone being on the same page. It's everyone should have an opinion. We want to hear from everyone. We want to see what everyone says. Hey, maybe you bring up a point where like, you know what? We never thought of that, you know? So, um, we love to hear from everyone. So uh, I appreciate all the comments and the likes on there. Uh, also, go check out, obviously, the podcast. Uh, we are on all the major podcasts. Uh, subscribe and rate and review. We are on uh, face, uh, Facebook. Good Lord. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. Uh, we are on iHeart and Spotify. So go check us out. Subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, anything and everything does help. Five stars to let us know what we're doing uh, what we're doing that you like. And we want to continue that. If it's a one star, let us know what we're doing, what you don't like. So that way we can fix that. So we want to always, uh, we always want to get better. Um, and go check out fnxfitness.com. Uh, they have great workout gear, great workout supplements. Uh, I love the, I love the protein shakes. They're phenomenal. Um, and, um, hopefully I've, I've been starting to ride my bike again in the garage, you know, finally getting into a routine where I can start riding the bike again. And, uh, I'm not just like, Oh God, I don't want to go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm excited, you know, I'm going to work my way up and then hopefully, um, try, I might get some dumbbells and, mm. So if I do that, I'm going to start doing my protein stuff and creatine stuff again. So we'll see. I'm still debating. I don't know if I want to do that yet. I might wait a little bit longer to see what the uh, state of California is doing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm super excited. But go check it out FNX Fitness anyway. Uh, Cody's Cody has all the workout gear basically yep. and uh it's all really good stuff it, it, it is and i i have a workout shirt that i use and that's my favorite workout shirt so every time i'm like oh like when we were going to the gym i used to always try and wear that one so you can see it i was like yeah look it's so nice <laughs> very comfortable too by the way uh you have their uh face mask uh gators what they call it mm -hmm. uh, it's really cool i like it a lot um i had to get me one i didn't get one from fnx fitness because i got one for free so oh, well, someone was like someone was like hey someone bought me this and i never wear it you want it and i was like yeah sure <laughs> so um but uh yeah that one is really cool it, uh, it looks really cool um and then they have really good shirts and pants and yeah they got a lot of stuff so go check it out go check out fnx fitness and cody can actually tell you how you can get 15 percent off your whole purchase from fnx fitness from us that's right, guys. Go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. On the bottom of our homepage, we have a partner's link that you click on. And then once that browser comes up, there's a special link that we made for you guys that you click on, begin your shopping. And when you guys are ready to check out, you're going to hit the promo code DrewCode15 and use that at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. So get as, get as much of the gear as you want. I've got like three shirts. I got the hat. I've got the glasses. I got the face guarder. I got all that good stuff. I mean, he has all the supplements. I've got all the gear. And I'm actually looking on expanding my... Uh, my inventory of gear i actually am going to look at getting some of their uh, you I think own everything I'm just about i think i'm gonna get some more of that stuff though 
Um, but yeah, check out fnxfit.com. And again, go to the partners page on our, on our website and click on the special link and use drew code 15 to get 15% off your total purchase when you check out. Also, yeah. while you guys are on the website, there's actually live links that you can click on if you want to listen to us on iHeart, Google, Spotify, or um, or uh, uh, Google Podcasts, like I had mentioned. You guys can uh, click on any of those live links to listen to whatever platform you want to listen to us on. Also, you guys can listen to full episodes directly on the website, so you don't even need to go to the preferred platform that you want to listen to. You can listen directly to the website. You guys can also see all of our social media content and subscribe or follow or like us on any of those platforms right then and there. Also, there's a feature where you can ask us a question or if you want us to go over a specific topic on the show, you can submit it to us and we get it directly. And then we'd love to interact with you guys and get some feedback and also some good uh, conversation and good debate with you guys on whatever subject that you guys are into or you know, sport or team or whatever you guys are into. So let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Lots of videos are coming up and we're trying to make some more as we speak. When things are safe and we can get together, we'll probably make some more face-to-face videos. But for now, oh, yeah. you guys get us digitally as this. I just want to say uh, one giant step, the blog that I that I started uh, last year uh, during the baseball season, I am going to start it very soon. Um, the Giants really didn't do much in the offseason. Um, so I think I'm going to start, uh, kind of maybe in the middle of spring training or like, uh, when fantasy baseball is kind of starting to kind of rev up a little bit more. So, uh, but I will be having that blog, uh, back up very, very soon, at least, uh, at the end of March before the start of the season. So cool stuff, you guys definitely check that out on the website as well. We'll be sending out a lot of notifications about that. So check out our social media stuff and check out check us out on our website, DrewCodeSportsLike.com. So with all that being said, I think that wraps it up. Drew, you got anything else besides that? No, we're no good. I just okay. need to cut you off on that one. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> all right, don't forget to wear your mask. Be safe, be kind to one another. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Keep Derek Carr.